Hello, mothlings, ghouls, and creatures of the night. You must have been attracted to our lot. You are listening to the Midnight Moth Podcast. I'm your host, Wednesday, from the band Pumpkin Guts, and this is your co-ghost, the Loveland Iguana. Hi. You're out with your friends on a crisp spring night. Living in a small town, there's not much going on. As you kick ideas back and forth about what to get into, one of your friends suggests going to a haunted bridge. Local legend says if you turn your headlights off as you drive over, you might see the creature who haunts those grounds. The debate about whether to go is ended quickly as everyone excitedly agrees to see what happens. Fear and adrenaline run through your veins as you sit in the back seat next to your friend. The clacking sounds of the bridge reverberate under the tires of the car. And off go the headlights as you look into the fog that's all around you. Your heart is racing as a loud thump resounds from the roof of the car. You all let out a scream as your friend quickly turns the headlights back on. Everyone laughs in relief as the headlights illuminate nothing other than the road ahead. As you leave the bridge behind, you catch something out of the corner of your eye moving swiftly back into the cover of the shadows. So today we are talking about urban legends cryptids bridges a mixture of those things things that lurk under bridges things that live on bridges things that appear if you say their names three times while you're on bridges sitting on the bridge (laughs) (laughs) there are apparently a lot of those uh today though we're going to be covering some animal humanoid ones specifically so we've got the bunny man, the frog man, and the goat man. So I want to do these in the order of least believable to most believable. So we're going to talk about bunny man first because bunny man is essentially an urban legend. I did try to get some information about what it is exactly that draws things to bridges like, you know, But there's not any real explanation for it. But if you do a Google search of haunted bridges, like there are an endless amount of examples of haunted bridges all across the the country. And I'm sure they're in other countries too. So like for some reason, that's just something that the paranormal are drawn to. I don't know. uh, Maybe it's something symbolic for like, you know, bridging this world to the next. I have no idea. That's a... That, that's probably my my favorite theory that could cause it, but I really don't know what, what causes that. It just seems to happen. Well, I will say it seems like almost always when you're reading about these haunted bridges and things like that, somewhere along the line, it's like, and there's a theory that it's a gateway to hell. Right, yeah. And you also have like, I guess like a lot of times you have bad things that happen on bridges, you know, like you have people who uh, jump to their deaths from bridges, people who die in car accidents on them, uh, different bridges things like that. Bridges that collapse. Bridges that collapse, yeah, uh, like the Mothman story. Mm-hmm. So I guess like there's really any number of things that would cause it. It's just an interesting phenomenon to me, though, that, that there are so many haunted bridges that exist. So... The bunny man, this is what is to me like the bunny man definitely is everything that you would want an urban legend to be. The bunny man is a, is a hundred percent terrifying urban legend material. <laughs> 
Okay, and also the thing about the bunny man that makes him different from our other two uh, urban legends that we're going to discuss is bunny man is an actual man. He is not at all a rabbit. Um, He's just a really creepy dude dressed in a bunny suit. Right. Though, if anybody out there does know of any stories of like a half man, half rabbit, I'd love to hear that. We'd love to hear that. DM us. <laughs> we'll discuss it. Talk about I'm, the real bunny man. Yeah, I'm. I'm hoping that uh, it would be like his head would be a rabbit because the image in my brain of like a man with rabbit legs is really freaking me out. I don't know. I I kind of feel like that'd be a little cute, like a little cotton tail. <laughs> Like it'd be hard to be scared of like a dude just like hopping around with a little fluffy tail, you know? Yeah. <laughs> a rabbit head's a lot creepier. <laughs> I don't I guess our nightmares are made out of different things. <laughs> <laughs> there is a, a bridge in on Colchester Road in Virginia that people call the Bunny Man Bridge. Okay, so first off, what we'll start out with is the uh, urban legend of the bunny man. Like, how, like, where it got to, and then we'll discuss, like, how it got there. Yeah. Okay, so, like, the urban legend of the bunny man says that uh, if you go to the Colchester overpass, which is like a tunnel, right? Yeah. What is it? You go under the tunnel... And you turn your headlights off and you sit there and you say bunny man three times. And then the bunny man appears and he kills you. (laughs) Because that's what you want to happen, you know. So like the most popular story that circulates is like obviously a group of teenagers on Halloween always. (laughs) Yep. Go to the bunny man bridge they uh it's like two boys and two girls and they go into the tunnel and they're chaining bunny man and and then uh the bunny man shows up like and kills all of them and hangs them from the bridge and then he like is seen standing on top of the bridge and is hit by a train (laughs) so that is like the most popular story to come from this urban legend now the (laughs) stories that got us here are completely different from what it's evolved into. I'm not even sure how it got to that point. And I'll be real. The real story is a lot scarier to me than the urban legend story is. Yeah. So the real story of the bunny man originated from two incidences that happened back in 1970 in Fairfax County, Virginia. So, on October 19th in 1970, a man named Robert Bennett and his fiance were visiting a family member, and they were parked across the road from this family member's house on the street. Around midnight, they go back out to their vehicle, they get in their car or whatever, and they see something moving around in their rearview mirror. And as they turn around, something smashes the passenger side window. And they look and they see a man that's dressed in a suit with bunny ears and he's screaming at them that they're trespassing on his property and that he's got their license plate number and all this stuff. And he starts chasing the car. So they like drive away and they're driving down the road and they find a hatchet in the floorboard of the car. And then uh, two weeks later, 
there was another incident on October 29th in 1970 where a construction security guard named Paul Phillips saw a man standing on the porch of an unfinished house on Guinea Road, which is, you know, the same area where the Bunny Man Bridge is, and said that he was wearing a bunny costume, which is different from the first account. I'll, you know, mind you. Yeah. The first one, he's like supposed to be wearing like a suit and bunny ears. And this one, he's straight up just in a black white and gray bunny costume and said that he's just like hacking away at the porch also screaming about trespassers on his property and he tells paul if you come any closer to me i'm gonna chop your head off and he's got a big axe so these are like the true legitimate stories from where this originated right but now the the stories that circulate, and I'm assuming it probably is one of those things where people heard this story, they started speculating about who this person could be, and then, like, fabricated his backstory. So, like, if you look into this, you'll find that there's this persisting thing that in 1904, there was an escaped patient from, a like, an, a mental asylum and that he was out living in the woods and they would find like rabbit carcasses everywhere because he was like killing rabbits and eating them. And then that's like the whole thing about the the kids getting strung up in that tunnel because it's as if like he treated them like one of the rabbits, like he strung them up and gutted them because he was going to eat them or whatever. Right. So that's another one of those like, like half truth kind of things like there's that i i don't even think there is a mental asylum in fairfax is there no that never existed never existed (laughs) (laughs) so it was all just like completely just a hundred percent made up so uh i'd also like to know that these bunny men i feel like it was two different dudes i don't think that like each as odd as that is, as wild as that is, the fact that there's like a axe wielding <laughs> bunny man in the first place to think that there's more than one in that short of a span of time. <laughs> <laughs> and I only say that because they were dressed differently. And also the second one was described very like in detail, like weird detail as being like, <laughs> A 20-year-old man, about 175 pounds and 5'6". Right. <laughs> I don't know. The other guy kind of sounds like a like a mean old dude to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, get, off, get off my lawn. <laughs> but that's just me. I don't know. And, like, when you look into this, too, it also, you even get, like, a name. Like, a Douglas Griffin was supposed to have been this bunny man that murdered all these people. That's also someone that didn't exist. So, like. Oh, yeah, they went hard with their storytelling on this one, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, this story is, like, total fabrication. Um, it's definitely one of those things. That, you know, you can imagine it pretty easily. A bunch of kids sitting around a campfire trying to scare each other, you know. So it's like, oh, you know, back in 1904, there was a mental asylum not too far down the road. And it got shut down. And this guy escaped and killed people. And he's still out there. It's so easy to see where it came from. I just find it very interesting that it's almost like being being retold to the point that it's become something that people believe actually happened. 
even though you can pretty easily check the credibility of it, you know. I think it's also pretty hilarious, and it's fun to mention because we're so close to Easter, is in that variation of this urban legend, he supposedly, like, escaped from this mental asylum and, like, killed his whole family on Easter. The whole thing is like, oh, if you go and change his name on Halloween. Right. It's like, well, why don't you go do it on Easter? Because obviously (laughs) he's got some hang up with Easter. He's dressed like a bunny. He's, you know, hacking up his parents or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, um, like how did we go from Easter to Halloween? Yeah. Like, well, this event happened on Easter, but we're just going to interchange it with Halloween. Like, because it's creepier. Right. But that, that bridge, though, whether or not people actually see anything at it, I'm not sure. It, I couldn't find a lot of accounts of anything. Just given that bridges are pretty often haunted, there could be some paranormal activity going on around that bridge. There could be some sort of cryptid that exists out there. But as far as Bunny Man goes, Bunny Man is essentially not real. I mean, like, the two those two counts of the guys with the the hatchets and the like screaming at people and all that that happened but otherwise you know there is not there's not a bunny man there are movies based off of bunny man though there are lots of bunny man movies and there is also a bunny man brewery in uh, fairfax so if you guys are like interested you know it is close to easter Nowhere near Halloween, unfortunately, but we're all spooky here. It's Halloween all the time here. It's Easterween. Uh, it's Easterween. <laughs> so if you want to like scratch your spooky itch, you could, you know, take a trip down to Colchester Overpass and check out the Bunny Man Brewery. Go get you some Bunny Man beer. <laughs> get that Bunny Man beer. <laughs> That'd be a cute little Easter trip to take, though. I don't yeah. know how much your family would enjoy it, but <laughs> I definitely would. The next one that we're going to talk about, um, and like I said, I wanted to do this in order of what I think is like believe most believable to least believable. So the, the mid-level believability one we're going to talk about here is the goat man. The goat man, the only reason that I'm giving him mid-level believability is because his origin story is something that is murky there it this is another situation where we have a story that people tell it like it really actually happened but it is really hard to find any record of this person existing or anything like that you know not really sure but the so the Goatman bridge is in texas and it is near fort worth i actually have the location wrote down as lake worth texas so i'm assuming those are the same thing i don't know and there were reports of a half man half goat creature with scales in july of 1969 on this this bridge through there Um, and i got that information from uh, true horror stories of texas.com this bridge connects alton to denton which alton is now under a different name and it is also an abandoned town nobody lives there to me that adds a little bit of like creepiness to this in general because like ghost towns you know it's kind (laughs) of only the goat man lives there now (laughs) yeah he's ran everybody else off (laughs) (laughs) as far as like origins of this go there are stories that there was a goat farmer whose name was oscar washburn 
and this was um, an African-American man. And supposedly his business of goat farming did really, really well. And the KKK murdered him because of his business doing well. And they supposedly on this bridge, they lynched him. But when they went to retrieve his body from the bottom of the bridge, his body was gone and it was never recovered. So like going with that origin story, it was basically, you know, that this man was murdered in a hate crime and then became a half man, half goat because he was a goat farmer who is there like basically like to terrorize people out of revenge for his violent death. That's that's the main origin story that you can find about him. But that's terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's horrifying. And you know, so my thing with this, the when you're trying to look into this, you can't find any records of this man ever existing. And people are like, you know, people say like, you know, if he was a successful businessman, regardless of his race and the time period, you would be able to find proof of his existence. But I just wonder, like, there's always a possibility to me that he could have been a real person. And there's no record of his existence because of how, of when this happened, like, how close that would have been to, um, like, when slavery ended and all of that kind of stuff. There is potential that this man was real and there is no record of him just because of the time period. But according to, like, Texas historians there's just no proof that this was a thing that happened so who knows but there's a different version of this where his wife is actually the one that haunts the bridge and not him that she's the goat man or goat woman i guess the Uh, goat lady (laughs) the goat lady (laughs) you know that she haunts the bridge out of again out of revenge the other story though And this is the one that I could put more believability into just because, like, you don't have to have, like, a record of any specific person existing or anything like that for this one. Is that a cultist did satanic rituals near this bridge, under the bridge, like, out in the woods near it and all that and summoned this goat man. And that he's, like, some kind of a demonic entity. That one. believable. I could see that. Yeah, like that one I think I could put the most stock into just because like it it's easy to check that one out. Like it doesn't it revolve around a specific human or anything like that, you know, like it's just like a, a cult, especially it being a goat man, you know, because like when you're thinking about like a cultist uh, symbolism and stuff like that, like it has a lot to do with goats and things because goats are kind of satanic it's very possible that that's what happened and there are actually so many like like black magic practitioners there in that area that the local pet stores do not carry cats anymore like they don't sell cats there they don't adopt out cats there because they kept finding so many cats sacrificed out in the woods oh that makes me really sad i know like that's so disturbing the legend with this one When you look up stuff about this, you can find accounts of where, like, people have went to this bridge doing paranormal investigations, and there have actually been things happen to them, like people getting dragged off the bridge by an invisible force and stuff like that. Like, so that's interesting to me. 
But um, the way that you summon the goat man is that you drive across this bridge, which you're actually not allowed to drive across it anymore because it's in kind of like disrepair. So like you, you can walk it, but you can't drive on it. Turn off your headlights as you drive over it and he will appear. And then there's also one that you knock on the bridge three times and that will summon him as well. Well, that's pretty interesting. I don't know if I've ever heard one where you knock. That makes me think too more of like um like the ritualistic kind of stuff too, you know, like like they a lot of times use elements from the forest and like trees and and branches and leaves and stuff like that in satanic rituals and like if this bridge is made out of wood and you have to knock on that wood of the bridge like it could be closely related to some sort of ritual or spell or something like that. I wouldn't want to do that because if he is some kind of demonic entity, I don't want to be messing with that, you know, like. No, definitely not. (laughs) Like, I don't want to see like a big, scary, demonic, half man, half goat kind of creature. Like, Well, I mean, also, like you said, like goats are historically um, connected with like cults and satanic rituals and things like that. So, I mean, already, regardless, the goat man's got like. A creepy aspect going for him yeah yeah like I can just so easily see that envisionment in my head of like you know that like that some of that satanic imagery that's like the the goat the half goat half man person like it's like a goat from the waist up and a man from the waist down like sitting cross-legged in front of like the um the pentagram or whatever that's kind of what my brain's imagining there so (laughs) well see it's so funny just like with the bunny man my brain went the opposite way (laughs) and i just see phil from hercules (laughs) (laughs) little danny devito he is a satyr (laughs) (laughs) a little little chunky man with goat legs (laughs) which makes him a lot less scary yeah well, I mean, to be to be fair, like goat goat men or satyrs or whatever, that's from like Greek mythology. So it's not like they the lore about things like that existing has has been around for hundreds of years. So maybe that lends more credibility to that as well. I would much rather see little Danny DeVito than a <laughs> than a goat with man legs. Yeah. Okay. So. The next and last one that we're going to talk about, and this is my favorite and also the one that I put the most stock in, is Frogman. All right, so the Frogman is definitely, out of our three cryptids today, the most believable one. And again, like, all three of these are, like, vastly different. Like, they all have man in their name, but they're they're totally different. Like, this one's actually not a man at all. yeah. This is a humanoid frog. <laughs> literally just a big frog that like walks on his back legs. I want to be friends uh, with it. <laughs> He'll do a little dance for you. Yes. <laughs> so this is the Loveland, Ohio frog man. And the legend behind him is that he is a four foot tall frog humanoid creature that prowls <laughs> around uh, the Loveland Bridge, and uh, this is the bridge that's crossing over the Little Miami River. So, from what I could tell, he's not really even like a bad dude. Like he doesn't, <laughs> he hasn't really like hurt anybody or anything like that. Yeah, 
but the story behind him started back in the 1950s. So in May of 1955, there was a traveling salesman who drove through Loveland and he was alone on the road in the middle of the night and he crossed over the Loveland bridge. He said it was poorly lit on this bridge on the side of the road. He came up on three frog humanoid creatures. They didn't notice him. So these frogs these frog guys, <laughs> this gang of frogs, these did not notice boys. this man. <laughs> yeah, the little froggy boys. <laughs> they did not notice this man, and uh, he stood. Er, he sat there in his car and he watched him for a few minutes. And he said they seemed to be talking amongst themselves. <laughs> so, three frog boys just having a good old time, having just a little chatty chat, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> But then one of them did notice him. The other two jumped over the bridge into the lake. And that one, the last one, apparently waved a wand and sparks flew everywhere out of the wand. And then he disappeared also over the bridge. (laughs) So these are the frogs from like Adventure Time then? Like This is our most believable story, you guys. Uh, now I will say the original story is a little a little bit far-fetched right yeah but there's a few more accounts of the frogman that's not the only one oh also i'd like to note that he also said that he smelled a strong fragrance of alfalfa and almonds in his car after leaving the the frog boys at least that's not a bad smell it's not that actually sounds pretty pleasant yeah <laughs> the little wizard frog boys okay so there wasn't any more frogman activity for a while but then in 1972 there were two different accounts by two different police officers who spotted the frogman it on march 3rd of 1972 an officer named ray shockey was driving on riverside drive near the totes boot factory and the Little Miami River, which again is where this first incident happened. It was on the bridge going over the Little Miami River. When he saw a creature dash in front of his car with glowing eyes, and he looked similar to a fr- the description from the salesman of the frogman. Mm-hmm. But he didn't get a real close look. He said that it just dashed in front of his car and jumped over the side of the bridge. But then two weeks later on St. Patrick's Day, another officer named Mark Matthews was uh, patrolling the same area around the boot factory when he saw something crouched down in the middle of the road. He stopped because he actually thought it was like roadkill, so he was going to move it out of the road, and the creature jumped at him. He said that it darted to the guardrail and climbed underneath it, keeping eye contact with him the entire time. So Matthews drew his gun and he shot it. And he actually brought it with him to show to Officer Ray Chalky to see if that was the same creature that he had seen earlier, a few weeks earlier, right? Yeah. So this creature actually ended up being a giant iguana. It was a huge iguana that didn't have a tail which can happen especially like so the idea around this is apparently they think that somebody's like let their pet iguana loose yeah and that is what happened and it just like kept growing so and it was hard to distinguish that it was an iguana from far away because it didn't have a tail right now the only thing i wonder though 
like if they if this would have like this this iguana would have been the thing that that first officer saw because you said this was like a couple of weeks apart from each other right yeah these two accounts were just a couple weeks apart from each other so there is a strong chance that that's what both of these police officers saw however what did the salesman see in the 50s Right. Well, also, too, though, like, that's a long time for an iguana to be living in Ohio in the winter. You know what I mean? Like, how was it surviving? Because in March, in in the wintertime, it would have been really, really cold. I'm just wondering, like, how that would have worked because, uh, you know, iguanas need, they're, they're, like, from, like, tropical places. Like, they need a lot of heat and sunshine and stuff, you know? So, like... I'm just wondering, like, uh, if maybe the officer Shockey saw the frogman and then this other officer saw an iguana. The other officer saw the decoy that the <laughs> frogman with the magic wand set up for him to see. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> However, that is not our last sighting. We have another sighting, and it's actually pretty recent. And... You guys, we have video and pictures of the sodding that we will be sharing. In August of 2016, there were two people playing Pokemon Go, which I don't know. I'm positive most of you at least know what Pokemon Go is. A lot of you have probably played it before. It was it was pretty popular Yeah, back then. It's still pretty popular now, but uh, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, There was a boy named Sam Jacobs, and he was with his girlfriend, and he was playing Pokemon Go on Madeira Road. And uh, they crossed the train tracks that led to Lake Isabella, and Sam saw a giant frog staring at them from the lake. He then said that the frog stood up on its hind legs and then disappeared into the lake. But he did take pictures and video. I watched the video. I haven't seen the pictures. I watched the video, and all you can really see in the video is these giant glowing eyes. That do definitely look like a frog. I mean, how do you explain that? That's not an iguana. (laughs) Right. (laughs) My theory would be maybe with that wand thing, maybe there's a... uh... Maybe there's like a family of like wizards that live around through there and they can, you know, shape shift. I wonder why they choose frogs. I don't know. I would like to be a frog. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Valid. (laughs) Maybe they didn't get to choose. Maybe it's a curse. (laughs) Maybe it's a family of wizards who were cursed to be frog frog boys. (laughs) Be a gang of frogs. Maybe they're were frogs. Oh my god! <laughs> like they turn into frogs like once a month. <laughs> Maybe there was a scientific experiment gone wrong. <laughs> now they're bloodthirsty frogs Ew. with wands. Frog wands. Uh- <laughs> but no, I totally could get behind the idea that they're like. Uh, just some kind of giant frog that lives out there. You know what I mean? Like, it could definitely be some kind of a species of frogs that live out in that area. I can definitely play into that, especially considering, like, you think about all these animals that just grow with their surroundings, right? Like, there is a good possibility that there is some kind of frog creature 
that just grows with its surroundings and it just got massive because i mean you think about it like what is it alligators yeah like they just keep growing for however big their area is yeah and And, uh, amphibians especially like are are like they do that a lot like amphibians can continue to morph and change and grow it's pretty wild like there's a lot of lizards and snakes and everything that like you know they just continue to grow like with however big their uh, surroundings are. So I mean it's completely believable if you've got this giant lake and you've got these frogs in it that you know some of them could just be massive. Yeah. Because I mean as far as it goes like yes four feet tall is very very big for a frog, but also like it's it doesn't feel that outlandish to me especially if it was like standing up yeah well and you know too like the whole thing about the frog standing on its back legs maybe it wasn't walking on its back legs but you know how frogs look when they jump so like if it jumped suddenly it would appear that it would be standing on its hind leg right that's what i was thinking like Cause like nobody said it was like running around or anything like <laughs> besides like that first account, that first account was pretty outlandish. I will give that. Yeah. Like it, it sounded like a gang of frogs just, you know, shooting the breeze on the bridge. And then they're like, Oh, a human. Let me razzle dazzle away. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my honey. Hello, my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then he tap danced off the bridge. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say nothing. <laughs> I will say, you know, the best part about this joke is that um, apparently the Frogman is the only cryptid that there is that has his own musical. Oh my gosh. So if you guys are interested in the Frogman musical, it is called Hot Damn, It's the Loveland Frog. <laughs> I would love to put on a rendition of this musical. Absolutely, I, I would. <laughs> we need to do like a review of the <laughs> of Hot Damn It's the Loveland Frog. Oh my god, yes. We have to find it. We have to find somebody who's putting this on or like has a video of it or something and review it. That would be amazing. It's actually a fairly new musical. It just premiered for the first time uh, in May of 2014. So this is actually still a pretty like hot uh, urban legend. Yeah. Especially considering that there's been very few sightings and they started in the 50s. Right. Now, and I mean, like, I'm, I really think the reason that I believe this one so much, like the reason why I think this one is so believable is because it could definitely just be a new species of frog that we don't know a lot about. Like, you know, so I really think that this one has so much potential to have been a thing that actually happened or is still happening today. Well, I mean, that's the thing about any kind of large bodies of water, uh, lakes, the ocean, anything like that. There are so many creatures that live in these that we just haven't even ever discovered. It's insane. So, I mean, it's very believable that there's something living in this lake that we've never seen before. Right. And that's a lot of why all these, like, water creatures specifically are so, like, believable and, like, you can't really, you know, just like the Loch Ness Monster, like, it's really hard to, like, say if it's real or fake. Because, I mean, there's so much water, it's hard to, like, you know, check every inch of that body of water for these creatures. Which right. I don't think anybody's, like, went as far to do that in uh, this little 
what is it, the Little Miami River. I don't think that they've uh, went that far as they did, like, with the Loch Ness Monster. I don't think that they're, like, you know, <laughs> that pressed to find the frogman. <laughs> He's not hurting anybody or anything. He's just kind of there. Right. I'm going to have to put that on our list, though, of places we need to go check out. <laughs> we need yeah, to look for a frogman. Really <laughs> we'll go find the frogman, tap dance with him. Yes. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, um, that is our episode on Goatman, Frogman, and Bunnyman. Uh, we really hope that you enjoyed hearing about these lesser-known cryptids. If you have any stories about any of these cryptids or any stories about haunted bridges or anything like that, uh, please feel free to send those in to us. You can send them to our um, email, which is the Midnight Moth Podcast at gmail.com. You can send them to me on Instagram, uh, the Midnight Moth Podcast, and then you can also find our co-ghost on Instagram. Yeah, my Instagram handle is TMM underscore co-ghost, and I'm always happy to hear from you guys. So if you just want to shoot me a message, uh, let us know what you think about this episode. Let us know your theories on, you know, the frog man, the goat man, the bunny man. Uh, if you have any experiences with any kind of uh, humanoid animal man creature thing <laughs> we love to hear <laughs> about that kind of stuff absolutely um and as always if you heard anything that we got wrong anything like that uh, anything we might have mi- missed in these stories feel free to point that stuff out to us too because we just want to make sure that we're always given the most credible information and that we're giving you quality co- content so um don't hesitate to let us know if there's anything like that that you hear that's incorrect also, too, if you are interested in learning more about the Goat Man and the various Goat Man stories from around the country, um, my brother's podcast, Wrestling with the Abnormal and the Paranormal, they have an excellent episode that goes way more in depth about Goat Man. It's a Goat Man centric episode. The whole thing covers the three different stories that you can find from this country about the Goat Man. So I highly recommend checking that out too. I also just want to say thank you to those of you who checked out my uh, my band's uh, web store and our merch and stuff like that. Um, so I, I really appreciate you all supporting both this podcast and supporting Pumpkin Guts. It means a lot to me. Do you still have your stuff on sale or like did I know the pre-order ended but do you still have your other stuff on sale? Yeah, uh you can still find stuff on pumpkinguts.bigcartel.com. Yeah. <laughs> Where is it? <laughs> uh yeah, so our pre-order ended. So anybody who wanted one of those bundles, I hope you ordered them. <laughs> but uh <laughs> you can still find um CDs and t-shirts separately on there and you do still no matter what any order you get, you're going to get a free pumpkin gut sticker with that. But yeah, everybody, um, we really appreciate you all. We thank you so much for listening, checking us out. Leave us ratings, leave us reviews, all that stuff. And uh, we will see you back here next week with another episode. And until then, we'll keep the lantern burning for you.